keeping you informed among the uninformed. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. All right, 937, we continue. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. Let's listen to it again and listen to the sincerity with which Brett Baer presents Cassidy Hutchinson. This testimony was very compelling from beginning to end. She obviously had access to all of the players. We are now hearing from the former president on various posts where he questions her uh, accuracy. He goes after her directly, says he doesn't know who she is, and said he didn't lunge at the Secret Service agent in the Beast. Uh, That didn't happen. He says he didn't throw his lunch against the wall. That didn't happen, and that she's lying. Cassie Hutchinson is under oath on Capitol Hill. Um, the president is on Truth Social. <laughs> uh, Chris Wallace Jr. is in full effect. Let's bring in Congressman Jim Jordan now to join us on AM 1420. The answer, the good congressman, uh, is normally with us on Mondays. He's been kind enough to reschedule since I was off Monday. Good morning, uh, Mr. Jordan. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Bob. Good to be with you. Happy Fourth of July weekend uh, ahead of time here. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Independence, uh, something we celebrate. Um, yep. So, con- Congressman, I- I'm trying to make a little bit of sense of this. Brett Baer is a seasoned journalist. He's not just a commentator like, you know, Sean Hannity is a commentator. I'm a commentator. I'm, we're not journalists to the to the uh, you know level that, that, that journalism, you know, rises. Brett Baer is a journalist. Brett Baer just said that, uh, Donald Trump is lying and that Cassidy Hutchinson is telling the truth. He didn't say that in so many words, but he said she's under oath in front of Capitol Hill. He's on Truth Social. Clearly, she's telling the truth and Donald Trump is lying. I would like to ask you, if you were a journalist, the level of Brett Baer or somebody on Fox News like this, and you heard such bombshell testimony, moreover, if you're Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger or Adam Schiff or anybody on that committee, and you hear that an, uh, an aide to Mark Meadows uh, overheard this conversation or was told this conversation took place, wouldn't the first thing that you do as either a member of the committee or a journalist is go to those agents, those Secret Service agents, and get corroboration? Yeah. Because they didn't get yeah. squat, Congressman. Nothing. Right. Well, and, and in fact, if you can believe uh, uh, several news reports, those Secret Service agents are willing to come testify and say that what she said uh, to this committee is not accurate uh, at all. Uh, but but, this, but I said this last night on, on, on Sean Hannity. Uh, all we've got from this committee is lie after lie after lie. I mean, they lied about Bernie Kerrick's travels. They lied about Representative Lauber Milk's tour of the Capitol. They, they lied about Jenna Ellis's documents. They lied about Eric Hurst's note. They lied about the Secret Service. They lied about me twice, once when I forwarded a text message, another time when they played only part of a video that took it completely out of context. So mm-hmm. that, that's all we've gotten from them is lie after lie after lie. And understand, Bob, we don't get to sit in on the depositions. We don't get to see the transcripts. We don't get to see any of the, quote, evidence. So if we've caught them in seven lies without getting to see any of that, imagine how many more false things they're telling us, uh, telling the American people. Well, just imagine, better yet, if you were on this committee, which you were appointed to be by Kevin McCarthy and then yeah. booted by Nancy Pelosi, you would have been able to ask questions of Cassidy Hutchinson last yesterday, or two days ago, rather. You would have been able to drive cement trucks through the massive holes in her story, her third-hand hearsay, by the way, third-hand hearsay right. stories uh, that she is telling there, but they didn't want anybody to be able to cross-examine these quote-unquote witnesses in this non-trial trial, because we have to be honest here about it it is this is a trial in the court of public opinion with the intention of of destroying donald trump's chances of running for president again 
Yeah, and you would have been able to bring out everything that was brought out in the deposition that, that is contrary to what this particular witness was saying, if you could have been in the deposition, if you could have actually asked questions of the witnesses. So uh, th- that's why this is, again, such a sham. But understand, the nine people on this committee, every single one of them hates President Trump. Every single one of them voted to impeach President Trump. They are, it's all about making sure President Trump can't run for office. I don't think they're going to be successful. I think he is going to run. I think he is going to win. But that, that is, we've never had a committee in the history of the United States Congress that was put together like this one, where you have nine people on one side and no one else from the other party on the other side, no balance, no cross-examination, nothing like that at all. So there is no way this is about getting to, uh, you know, these they are anyway unbiased fact-finders. This is a biased partisan committee, and the country, I think, understands that. Well, I've described this to you before as, you know, this is a criminal trial with nine prosecutors and zero defense attorneys allowed to speak. That's that's <laughs> yeah. literally what this yeah. is. It, it's, Great way it's, to say it. Yeah, it is completely, uh, uh, you know, uh, beyond beyond uh, anything ever, beyond the pale. Now, I, w- I want to get something clear, if you can, and I don't know if you know this or not, but so much of the dispute with respect to Cassidy Hutchinson's story about the limo or about the presidential vehicle is the vehicle. Uh, some are saying, oh, my gosh, look at the limo. And there's memes online of the, the size of the limo. The president being way in the back would have no way of reaching a steering wheel. Others are saying, no, 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 he's in an SUV. He could easily have reached up and grabbed the, steer- the, the uh, steering wheel, etc." Now, I don't believe any of it for one second, because, again, if it was right. true and they had and, and, and they knew that uh, the, the Secret Service agents would tell the truth under oath, they would have called them up and they would have said, yes, he did grab the wheel. Yes, he did grab, grab, grab for the agent, et cetera. So, Congressman, do you know the part about the vehicle? Was he able to read you? What vehicle were they in? Do you know? I don't know if they were in the, uh, the SUV or the, the limousine. Uh, I've actually or the beast. People in... talk about the beast because uh, she she referenced well, that's the beast, like a limo. which is yeah, that's 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 like the limousine. It's like that extended limousine, and there's four seats in the back. I've actually been in there with the president, uh, like when he flew to Ohio and and was yeah. at the Lima tank plant. I rode with him from the airport to the to the to the uh, tank plant. So um, yeah, I, I don't know which vehicle it was, uh, but I, I don't believe one bit of it either. I, I, again, it, <laughs> the Secret Service guys are, 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 if you can believe news reports, are saying it's absolutely false, and they're willing to testify that it's false. But, of course, the January 6th committee, because they're all nine against the president, didn't actually ask the Secret Service people and corroborate any of, of her testimony. Yeah, and, and I played an ABC News clip, by the way, of them saying that sources are telling them that the Secret Service are, pre- are prepared to testify yep. that none of that ever yep. happened. So this isn't just Fox News. They can't say it's defense of the president's door. But I just ask about the vehicle because I have never, ever, ever seen or even imagined a situation in which the president was close enough to the driver of his vehicle <laughs> to reach the steering wheel. Seriously. I mean, he's way in the back yeah, behind bulletproof glass. Probably, I would imagine bulletproof separators between the front and the back of the vehicle in the event that there was an attack up front so that they can't get through to the press. And I mean, the security has to be just beyond, you know, any of our comprehension there. And they want us to believe that it's just like he was riding shotgun and reached over and you're jerked the wheel. Uh, it, yeah, it makes no sense. And, 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 and remember these, I've, I've had the privilege to be around some of these secret service guys and they are the most professional. I mean, they're just great American patriots. Um, Mark Meadows, a good friend of mine, and and uh, the the uh, Secret Service guys who are around him, just the politest, nicest gentlemen, and and willing to to do you know that job is you know God bless them with the courage and the and the and what they do. So I, I don't believe a bit of it. But uh, again, you know the press was all too eager to run with the story.
Yeah, and 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 last thing you you about this anyway. You 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 said that you think this is going to backfire. I think you're right, and here's why. Um, you are all in on President Trump. You have said repeatedly on this show and on TV whenever I see you that you believe he's going to run and you believe he will win. And I'm not as certain. I, I am I'm open to the suggestion of Ron DeSantis or somebody else to carry the, the America First agenda uh, that President Trump started uh, forward. So I'm, I'm not as sold as you are. But I'll tell you what, I see stories like this where they're trying to frame him with so much obvious misinformation and so much obvious, you know, so many obvious things they did or didn't do. Like, I don't no, get corroboration from the agents who were identified by this woman, um, and, and it could make me come to his defense. And I want Donald Trump to yep. well run, and I want him to win. And I think there's probably yep. millions of Americans who might be lukewarm on Donald Trump again, who are saying, this is ridiculous, go Donald, go. Yeah, and never forget, he got more done, did more what he said he would do than any president in history, and he did it with everyone in that town against him. Everyone. Every Democrat was against him. Uh, everyone in the mainstream press was against him. A uh, bunch of Republicans were against him. And most importantly, all the bureaucracy, all the, the swamp was against him. And still, he delivered for the American people and did what he said he would do. I want that attitude. Frankly, we need that attitude, that, that kind of leader. We, we, we need that, uh, particularly now what we see, what the, what, what the left has been able to, you know, all the bad things they've done to the country in the last 18 months. Yeah, and you know, it's it's kind of funny. You talk about all the obstacles President Trump faced. Uh, Joe Biden is facing none of that, and yet he's still crying. New numbers are out. Uh, the lowest approval rating ever, lower than President Trump's facing all of those obstacles. And Joe Biden is complaining that the press isn't giving him a fair shake. He's not getting enough of a, <laughs> uh, of, of a fair shake. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he's going to the G7, and he's being confronted yeah. by the President of France, who, who whispers to him, hoping it's out of microphone range, maybe, maybe not, yeah. and says, by the way, if you expect the Saudis to bail you out of this energy crisis, they can't. They can't imp- increase their production much more than it already is. The, the news yeah. just gets worse for Joe Biden, and it is all of his own doing, Congressman. He yeah. is the one who made right. the policy decisions that put us in this uh, energy inflationary crisis we're in. Yeah, it's all intentional. And it's, it, it, you know, that'll be the metaphor for the Biden administration. It's, it, it, uh, the president of the United States begging Saudi Arabia, begging OPEC, begging Iran, begging Venezuela to increase production. When just two years ago we were energy independent, we had you know two and three dollar gas compared to the five and six dollar gas we have now. That is the Biden administration in a nutshell. That's how bad they are. Uh, and 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 again, it, it it goes further than that. You know, we went from we've talked about this many times a secure border to complete chaos. We don't have a border. We went from stable prices to record inflation, 41-year high inflation. We went from safe streets to record crime. We, we are embarrassed, uh, embarrassment in foreign policy, and I haven't even got into what they're doing to our First Amendment and Second Amendment liberty. So that, that, that's why more than 7 out of 10 of our fellow citizens think the country's headed in the wrong direction. It's because they think that because it's the truth, and it's there because of the intentional decisions, bad decisions by Joe Biden and his administration. Yeah, and and he wants to try to offset the negative approval or negative ratings that he is getting by by easing the prices a little bit, but not by drilling, not by opening pipelines, not by yep. granting new leases, but by asking our foreign, in many cases, adversaries to increase their output instead. Apparently, that doesn't affect the planet the way it would be if we drilled in North America. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Roe and the fallout. Not, I mean, look. Pro-lifers like you and like me, we celebrated the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Pro-deathers are livid and they're angry about it. And it's one thing for us to debate, discuss, even yell at one another over it. That's okay. But when Congressman Jim Jordan 
will the Department of Justice, you're on the Judiciary Committee, when will the Department mm-hmm. of Justice act on the terrorist attacks? There have been 37 attacks on either pro-life pregnancy centers or on churches since the release, the, the leak of the draft opinion back in May, and it is only getting worse. When will the DOJ try to restore some law and order so that we don't have more violence and vandalism? I mean, I just don't expect it from from this DOJ because they're so political, um, most political in history. And um, you know, when 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 you will when when you will choreograph a a memorandum from the from the Justice Department when a left wing group can talk to the White House and get that all put into place to go after parents and use counterterrorism measures against moms and dads. When you're willing to do that, then I don't know that we can expect that you're ever going to make the right decision and you're not going to base it all on politics. So. Uh, but the decision last week, understand what that decision was. That was the Supreme Court said the Constitution means what it says. It was a win for life. It was a win for the sanctity and preciousness of human life. It was a win for the Constitution. It was a win for common sense. And maybe just as importantly, it was a win over the intimidation tactics of the left. Everything they tried to do to intimidate the court, all the way back to the Kavanaugh confirmation, to Schumer on the steps of the Supreme Court, to the leak of the draft opinion, to Nadler introducing uh, a pack the court legislation last year uh, to to the to the things that they posted about Coney Barrett where our kids go to school. All that intimidation, the court said, no, we're going to stand up for human life. We're going to stand up for the Constitution, and that is a good day for this great country. Well, and you know the most important part of what you just said is the last part. Not that it's not important to stand up for human life, but they basically said we're not making a decision on human life because that's not our yeah. role. It, we we yeah. are we are the judiciary we we are not the legislative branch this needs to be decided by legislators who can be chosen by the people so the people can decide what human life you know value they place on human life and that's exactly all they did the left is framing this as the supreme court running out aoc said that they're delegitimized because they're they're running around unchecked they checked themselves by saying this isn't up to us this should be up to the people of every state yep yeah they sure did and that that that's where that's where it's at but, um, you know, this, this is 50 years of the pro-life community um, doing the, the great work they do, doing the crisis pregnancy centers, doing the work, helping people, and, and talking about the precious sanctity, the sanctity of life itself. Um, and then to get this great decision, and you're right, in, in the end, this decision is truly leaving it in the political realm and, and saying to states, you're going to decide, your state legislatures are going to decide, and your governors are going to decide where, where, where that line is. Uh, you and I happen to think that life begins at conception and should be protected, but different states are going to do it differently. But it, overall, it is a win for the Constitution. Exactly, which is which is which is all we ask for is is to be guided by the founding document of this country. Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, uh, excuse me, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Thank you, sir, for the work you do. We'll you talk bet. to you again on Tuesday. Enjoy your holiday weekend. You too. Thanks, Bob. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.